6.7 WJFK, I am El Jefe. That's my good friend J-Dubs, and we are here to chat with you during the late night hours all week long. Live from 11 to 1 o'clock on 106.7 WJFK. And, of course, welcome to call at any time, Dubs. 866-277-4969, 866-277-4969. And for those uh, few hours that you cannot talk to us uh, actually on the air via the phone numbers, there's always the website. That is RadioHideout.com. It gives you the links to the AOL for Broadband email and the AOL for Broadband instant messenger, all of which on the front page for RadioHideout.com. And a ton of our uh, friends, I guess just fans, getting all kinds of signed up and really beginning to know each other on that website. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, uh, become like a little playground for our fans. It's really, really cool. In fact, we've had a couple of polls up so far on the website, and uh, those polls include the very first one we had is, would you be interested in a hideout-hosted video game tournament? And according to that, over 77% of people said they are indeed interested and in fact, today, Dubs, you and I had a little initial meeting with the local retail sales manager of WJFK, Dave Howard. Let me reword that. You were having a meeting, and I walked by and heard the meeting, and I'm like, oh, hey, uh, are you guys talking about that? All right. Yeah. I, I am on the show, too. All right. Well, he pulled me out of the out of the back whenever I was working on Don and Mike. So he was just like, hey, by the way, come here. I saw this article in the newspaper. Turns out video games really are a big deal. So, um, yeah, this seems like a pretty good idea of yours. Isn't that funny how, like, the old generation doesn't understand that most people enjoy playing video games. Exactly. It's the one thing you can be the hero at. Exactly. We were talking about dreams. Last Friday, we started the show talking about dreams and a lot of people who cannot be a all-star when it comes to uh, baseball, a lot of people who cannot be their 
Dragon Warrior or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> in video games, they can be that. You know yeah. what I mean? And so I was just like, yeah, of course this is a good idea. We knew it was a good idea. We have a listener who called us up on the air who manages a video game store who wants us to do this. And so they were like, hey, should we bring this up in the sales meeting tomorrow? Well, I don't know. I don't know if we have everything nailed down. I'm like, what is there to be nailed down? Yeah. We want to do it. We have a venue. Go sell it. All right? So make it happen already. And, you know, I didn't in, no, in, in so many of those words. Yeah. But, you know, that was something that did that in, in our mind, we're just saying stop pussyfooting around. Exactly. So what are you taking so long? Here's an opportunity to open up to a whole other audience. That's the whole reason you put the hideout on, to get this whole other audience, this late-night audience. Why are you dragging ass? Let's get things going. Start I'm tired of messing around here. Co-op, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, what's up, Pepe? What's up, brother? Hey, you're messing my name up, man. It's Coop. Oh, Poop? Coop. Oh, Coop. Oh, sorry about that. Coop, my bad. I don't know if I can get away with FTC, but, you know, Coop. Coop. Yeah. What's up, Coop? Not much, man. I was the guy that tried to challenge you to uh, MVP a couple weeks ago. See, this is forever ago. This is kind of how this whole thing started. And, Coop, I'll let you know that, yes, I will take you on. Once we get this video game challenge going, I'll be more than happy to kick your ass with the Texas Rangers at EA MVP 2004. Bring it on. I will shut you down with the Orioles, man. And let me tell you this. I want you to email us at jfkhideout at AOL.com. I am ready now, Doves, to start taking registration for people who are interested. I want their actual names and phone numbers and emails and what game they want to play. JFK Hideout at AOL.com. I'll take uh, Dubs on and Madden, too. Okay. And the funny thing is, everybody, who are you going to be? Uh, probably the Redskins. The Redskins, exactly. Everybody's like their home team. And the only unreal thing, oh, unrealistic thing about these video games, you can win the Super Bowl the first year with the worst team in the league. I know. It's right now. I've only lost like 13 games in my season in EA MVP with the Rangers. It's like there's no way. There's not enough pitching. I'm yeah. winning with like Orlando Hernandez and Benoit. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Coop, we'll, uh, make sure you email us, bro. All right? All right, man. Thank you. See, look at that. People are interested in doing this stuff. This is outstanding. Now, let me go back over here. So that was that was one of the polls we had on yeah. RadioHideout.com. Another one of the polls that we had, which we just took down, is do you want to hear Mandatory Manson and the Old School Jam of the Week during the Hideout Weekend Mixed Tape? Okay, Dumps? Oh, during the Mixed Tape. During the Mixed Tape, because this is actually one of the things that we did during the show, the old Saturday night show, we'd play music. Um, huge Marilyn Manson fan, I am. Um, and also, like an old school R&B fan. Stuff from like the 90s, things like Jodeci, uh, Boys to Men, some of the early Blackstreet. Uh, even Janet Jackson, that kind of stuff. The If, again, kind of stuff. So I really dug that stuff. And so we would play some of that music during the week. Now, why do you laugh? <laughs> no, I was... I'm laughing at a stupid joke I read this morning on a uh, morning prep service. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I was looking through their archive jokes. You know, a lot of people thought that Boys to Men was a uh, child daycare center. I was like, what, what kind of joke is that? That was the joke? Yeah, that was the joke. All right. Anyway, getting back to my poll here. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's give a lot of attention to that poll. Mandatory Manson, Old School Jam of the Week. Do you want to hear it in the Hideout Weekend Mixtape? Uh, surprisingly, nearly 59%, a little bit more than that, said no. And then 40% said yes. 
This all contrary to what Bateman and Sideshow, who run the Weekend Mixtape, said. They had constant calls. People want to hear this mandatory Manson. They want to hear the old school jam. As it turns out, we were wrong for over a year, Dubs, and doing that every single Saturday night. I guess that's not what the people but want to hear. But you know what? We didn't have that many spots, and we need a break. Exactly. You'd rather listen to that than... Uh, or uh, Orkin spots or whatever we have going on. Well, the new poll up on RadioHideout.com, Verbal Advantage. Because what the website is, is it's an opportunity for you to get to know the show. All right? That's basically what the website is. It's a roadmap mm-hmm. to the show. It's links to past guests. It's not an ego theater. Exactly. However, are you interested in seeing a picture of the Hideout hosts? Interested, not interested are your choices. And so far, it's overwhelming. 80% of the people in the United States of America, and I dare say the world, want to see our mugs. Really? Yeah. They want to see it? Well, we have all week to decide, and we have all week to vote no, because I cast the first vote, and it was no. And apparently people actually want to know what we look like, J-Dumps. I don't understand why. I don't understand what the fascination is. I think it's better if we're mysterious. You know what? If we put them up, we don't have any shirts on. And then people will want them taken down. We go in there, we take our shirts off. Maybe maybe we'll wear like a flannel over top, but our belly and breasts are still sticking out. Okay, I don't have breasts. We, I have we, pe- both, we both have breasts. I have pectorals. No. You have pectorals. Do not you have, rubber. You have flabby man boobs. So do you. And I have pectorals. No, you don't. It's very yeah. easy for me to see. Bateman, come feel. You have short rolls. No, seriously, I want you to come here. I want you hold on. Feel feel dubs first. Get over there and feel dubs first. Feel him up and I want you to feel how all right, how is it? Alright, don't pretend like you didn't like that like that was yeah. the first time. Yeah. Now come now come touch me. In all honesty, I felt like I almost threw up. <laughs> Why? Well now you get to touch me, your fantasy. Come here. You, you know we're you're uh, very touchy feely anyway. Yeah. Hey, come here. <laughs> don't hurt me, just touch. All right, now you have to kind of feel. You gotta feel around. Did you not grope oh. on Dubs? Oh. No, he didn't. He just kind of patted me. Why is that? I gotta go wash my hands. Seriously, now who had pectorals and who had man boobs? You're already in a bad mood, you know. <laughs> Shut up! No way. All right, Dubs, you come over here and let me feel. <laughs> God damn you! Get over here. Let me see what's going on. I'm sorry. We went to st- we went to start with our game. Whatever. You and your big flab. Now, let me- Feel now, mine. Feel yours. Feel mine. Oh my God! Get out of here! You're hey, such a loser. It's kind of a turn on. Eight six six two seven seven forty nine sixty nine. Whatever the case, we're not going to go Bateman. We're not going to go topless on the website. Hey, look, we got a lot to get to tonight. In fact, Dubs, one of the things that we have to get to. Are you take? Put your shirt back on for the show. I'm going topless for the show if we can't do it on the site. You know what you look like? Your face looks like. I mean, I mean, your body looks like Grimace's face, <laughs> where it's like, it like kind of flares out at the bottom, and it's just like, you're seriously Jelly Roll Johnson. There's no doubt in my mind you are Jelly Roll Johnson. You have the flabbiest midsection. You have the ugliest body in the world. You have what I imagine Bill Clinton's body to look like. And you're 23. <laughs> You're so disgusting. I don't know how your chick would ever touch you. Oh, I, I, you know I did this so Ron and Fez know how gay we get even on the ride home because they oh, always... like there was any question, <laughs> like they didn't know already. Fez last Friday was like uh, something about us gaining up for the next two hours. 
We rarely do this, but seriously, you're gonna have you're gonna have to take you're gonna have to put your shirt back on. You're so fat. Look at you. You're sk- you're you're like that skinny fat. You have no body. You are seriously built like a pear. You have a pear's body. You have middle-aged woman mom body, and you're 23 years old, and and there's no hope in sight. There's no hope in sight because the funny thing is, I don't do a damn thing for my body. I don't do anything. And you can tell. And you do everything. You work out twice a day. You eat right. You do all these things, and your body is still no specimen. Somebody said this right here. Shaped like a guitar. That is perfect. That's exactly the way you were built, like one of those old, I dare say a cello. That big, that fat. And you got the little strings going down the, the middle with those wild goose hairs. I don't have wild goose hairs. I'm the I'm the cleanest shaven man you'll ever find. All right, Jeff says in the AOL for broadband instant messenger. Nice job. Ten minutes in, and you've already gate up the show with feeling of man boobs. Welcome to the hideout. <laughs> now, what you look like? You look like a big furry bowling ball. Okay. You just short, round, and very furry. <sighs> and this is uh, to draw in the ladies in that all important female demographic. Yeah. Kenny, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey, what's up, JFK. Bro? Yeah, what's up, bro? How you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, listen, I've been married for like two years. I've got the biggest set of man boobs you've ever seen. I've got like B cups, solid, heavy B cups. Can you and come in with them? <laughs> Can we put a bra on you? <laughs> oh, absolutely, dude, absolutely. And the thing, the thing is, like, you know, i got a beautiful wife, and I don't know what she sees in me, but, like, to this day, I still have not taken my shirt off in front of her. Now, this is something, I guess, that we learned about even with uh, Wonder Boy in the Montefest show last week, where some guys will not take their shirts off no matter what. That's right. It's true, man. Like, I mean, even when we're having sex, she swears I'm a never nude. Like, I've, I've always got my shirt I started off like that with my chick. <laughs> a never nude, like Arrested Development. Exactly, dude. She calls me never nude. It's a joke, you know? But, like, you know, there's the few times that I actually do, you know, like, she says, you know, it's fine. Like, you know, whatever. It doesn't, it, I just, I can't get into it if, if my shirt's off. When I was in middle school football and I was Jelly Roll Johnson, I was, was were, are. I would uh, take a shower, like the football team shower, with shorts and a shirt on. I'd walk in there. Dude, I've done that at camp. I've, yeah. I've totally done that at camp coming up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, went up, we went on our honeymoon. We went down to, like, the Caribbean. I wore a tank top, like, in the ocean, out, you know, swimming and, you know, out in the pool. The whole, I always wear a tank top. Oh, yeah. That. If you ever go to a water park. You know, you, you, if you see me, I'm the guy with the T-shirt on going down the water slide. I won't, I won't go. She wants to go to Water Country USA. I refuse. I will not go there. I will not do it because my movies are just are too much. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Kenny. The, the most, uh, 866-277-4969, the most traumatic experience I ever had, I went into a wave pool, and the wave got so great, it took my shirt right off, and I... My flabby body is exposed. I'm running, swimming against the wave for my shirt, just trying to get it back. Everybody's pointing and laughing. Not at me, but on how insecure I was. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Somebody is asking me here, I wonder what kind of man cleavage Matt Albert has. we got to measure him next go-around. Speaking of Matt Albert, it's his nemesis. Fairfax Mike in the hideout on JFK. What's up, brother? What's going on, fellas? I gotta say, Dubs is a little bit skinny fat, but his thighs are fabulous. What? I do have beautiful thighs. Oh, he does. Nice and chunky and strong. 
bollock looking. All right, this this show is really getting to uh, queered up a little bit. But let's see. All right, Dubs, you know what? Not bad. Dubs, see? But it still doesn't make up for the guitar that's holding uh, that's being held le- up by those thighs. It's the legs that holds the guitar. <laughs> Thanks. Take it easy, fella. All right, brother. See, my, my legs are the guitar stand, and resting around top of it is the guitar. Eight, getting ready to be strummed. 866-277-4969. But you know what? I was that cat, too, that had to wear the shirt, but for different you reasons. You were? When I was in high school. Now, you know what? Honestly, I don't mind now. Despite the fact that, yeah, I got a little bit of a belly, but you could tell that I work out. I have a strong upper body look. You, you, like can, tell, you can tell you work out. Other people, not so much. Why do you got to be like that? Because you even know. Think about the strides that I've made from when you very first met me. Oh, I know. But you aren't, you aren't to the chiseled physique. Well, no, and nobody has ever said that I have, that I have been or I am at that point. However, oh, could they? When I, whenever I was in high school... And I was skinny. My biggest fear wasn't about being fat. My biggest fear was I was the kid that had acne on his back. Oh. And I and I had to wear the shirts because and I would turn down swimming pool parties because I had the acne on my back. Don't make me moon you and make this more gay. Because I have that same problem. But my tidy whities cover it up. Alright, people are suggesting various games for radiohideout.com. They say here's a good one. Uh, this comes from Right 2001. Make it a game. Headshots uh, on one side of the page, man boobs on the other, and guess whose boobs are whose. Or how about this? You do a thing like a mix and match. You know, like someone's, like my torso, you can put Hefe's body on top of it, Bateman's leg. All right, here's the thing. Here's my dream lineup for that. It's you, me, Bateman. Oddball if he would show up. He's here. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Oddball's here. Also, too, Matt Albert's got to get in on this. I want Matt Albert in on this game. Yeah. And who else could we have in on this? Cameron. Cameron. Almost <laughs> immediately. We just want to look at him. <laughs> we just want to look at and him. And everybody's in a speedo. Exactly. Hey, by the way, speaking of uh, gang up the show real quick, allow me just to say, we're not going to actually expound upon this, but I would like to say it's kind of cool that it is this is the 50th year anniversary for Brown versus the Board of Education decided in 1954 that um, decided that separate but equal was inherently unequal. And as it turns out, today is the first day that gay people can get married, uh, actually in one state only. You know what I mean? Ironically, it falls on the same day, and that is uh, in Massachusetts where gay people can get married. And just a brief argument on this. It's just so funny how people can say civil unions you know, are just as good as marriage because when you think about it, you're not equal. It's separate. Still. It's still separate, and therefore, it's still inherently unequal. And I just wanted to draw that little correlation right there. Just a little brief intelligence it's in the hideout. Fu- it's funny that you have to draw that line in different uh, walks of life, even after the one has been uh, drawn. You, you think it would transcend all the way through gay, straight, you know, black, white, Mexican. doesn't matter. But exactly. Civil unions are not the same. It's not the same as marriage, and if it's not the same, then they're not equal. And to me, what's the big deal? Why can't we all be equal? Man boobs or not, shaped like guitars or not. Now, usually Monday nights we like to start with a game called Whose Weekend Was That? However, we don't have time to start with it. So what we're going to do is we're going to bump it uh, back to new, uh, to midnight. Ah, oh, we have a big announcement to make, too. I, I know, I understand. You've been teasing me all day with this huge announcement that you have. 
Uh, tease me the way you've been teasing people all, uh, teasing me all day long. What we have going on, uh, we haven't hammered out an exact day for it yet, but very soon in the hideout, we're going to have an in-studio live musical guest to perform in the hideout acoustically. All right, this is huge. Cool. This is pretty cool. A huge musical guest. Now, who's it going to be? Who's the guest going to be? Yeah. I can't tell you yet. God damn, I was hoping you'd slip up. <laughs> I wanted you to slip so I could hear it. I'm Rolling Stones. But we'll find out later on tonight, though, right? Yeah. All right, cool. Fair enough. Huge musical guest to perform acoustically. Is it somebody I would know? Is someone everybody who listens to this show will know, love, and respect. And maybe, maybe what we can do, we can give the chance for just a few of our listeners to come in and watch the acoustic set with us. So maybe you can win to come see Marilyn Manson. Nope, not Marilyn Manson. All right, I can't think of anybody else that it would be then. Hey, you know what, speak, it's so funny we got into this whole thing about us and our man boobs and our body image and our shape, because coming up next, we got a guy, Lee Cohn, who wrote a book called Making Weight, and apparently dubs, I've said this for a while, that I had an eating disorder when I was in high school, mm -hmm. and you love to pick on me about it. You oh, seem I, to think that I, it isn't real, and it was in my head. But as it turns out, for our male demographic, uh, eating disorders are a lot more prevalent than we ever thought about. So I want to pick this guy's brain for a second, because I'm the dude that's going, trying every fad diet. i got to be skinny, all because of the way Dubs makes fun of me and my body image. Now, is uh, the, the book of, is... Uh, is uh, uh, is it the same thing as cutting weight for, like, a uh, sports team or anything like that? Is that still an eating disorder? Uh, we'll find out. I would assume yes. But we'll have the expert actually tell us whenever we take a break, come back. Also, too, we got more uh, accounts to give away for our good buddies at MafiaLife.com. We have the solar planning tanning, uh, tanning to give away. we got to play our game show, Whose Weekend Was It? And Dubs has this big, grand, enormous announcement to make. I wanted to make it up front, but we, we can tease it for a little bit. Sometime during the 12 o'clock hour. Next, we'll come back and find out what exactly the eating disorder is. Oh, I'll make one big announcement now. Apparently, Bad Monkey is just IM'd up on the AOL for Broadband. The Fairy Lady video is up. The Fairy Lady video is up where she is doing what? Fairy Lady was in studio on Friday, and she busted a terrorist fairy in the hideout by the name of Shiloh. We have the actual spell that she did to get rid of Fairy Lady on radio, or to get rid of Shiloh. Uh, done by Fairy Lady on RadioHideout.com. Now we got to figure out what gets rid of Fairy Lady. And then we're perfect. <laughs> you know how to get rid of the terrorist fairies. Now we just need to figure out how to get rid of that freak Fairy Lady. Let's take a break. Let's come back. A packed show for you tonight on this Monday night. It's your brothers in the hideout. I'll have fan J-Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. In the hideout. Yeah. First new message. Hey, what's up? Uh, I just got out of the studio. I'm trying to give you a call and see if we're still on for the night. So uh, call me back and we'll see if we can get things popping. I call me. Hey, what's going on? Just calling to make sure that we're still doing that thing tonight. Make sure you ain't forgot about me. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you give me a call. Eight o'clock, give me a call. Peace. Hey, what's going on? It's like quarter after eight. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting a little worried. Maybe you're about to stand me up or some You need to let me know what the f is going on or something. God bless. It's freezing out here. Give me a f call. 
Hey, hey, what's up? It's me again. It's 9.30. What the f*** is going on? I thought we said we were f- doing something. Call me back. All right, peace, bye, whatever the f***. Hey, look, if you don't want to f- hang out with me, that's fine, but at least have the f- common decency to give someone a call, all right? Just f- call me. All right, bye. Take care of your f- fat ass. The Hideout, featuring El Jefe and J-Dubs. I'm a slave of the Hideout, and I want free. Dubs, I love your show. I think it's great that you let the other guy hang out every weekend. You can't call me Coots anymore, Mo. The Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Washington, D.C. Welcome back into the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. We are your late night entertainment. I am El Jefe. That is J-Dubs. And uh, we talk to you all night long. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. Again, the website is RadioHideout.com. During the commercial break, I was looking at the video for Fairy Lady, which is under the Downloads section. Oh, it's under Downloads? And it is so worth it. I think it's under Downloads as well as Videos. Okay, cool. And it is classic. It's about 90 seconds of dairy, uh, Fairy Lady. Doing away with the terrorist fairy Shiloh, and she still doesn't know it was me. And as it turns out, Bad Monkey created like a whole little movie out of it. There's like a beginning title. Oh, really? And there's music underneath it. He made a short. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what he did. He said he wants to put it on his demo reel. So anyway, again, the website, RadioHideout.com. Last segment, uh, Dubs and I were talking about. Our bodies yeah, and our body image, and it just so happened to come up because of the fact that Dubs is constantly making fun of me, despite the fact that I'm trying to better myself, that I'm constantly trying some sort of a diet, that I work out nearly an hour, hour and a half a day. Not working. And for some reason, I still cannot manage to lose weight. Now, it turns out, Dubs, I was reading an article last week in the Washington Post. Now, let me ask you something. When you're working out... Do you have any cake in your hand? Come on. Do you have a quarter pounder, maybe? Seriously. A big bowl of French fries in ha, front of you? Ha, ha, funny, funny. But last week I was reading an article in the Washington Post, um, and it talked about male eating disorders. And I always knew this went on. And, in fact, I believe that even if I don't currently, as it stand, stands, have an eating disorder, I know for a fact I'm almost positive I had one in high school. So I wanted to bring in an expert, if you will. Uh, joining us on the phone, joining us in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK, is Lee Cohn. And uh, Lee wrote the book, Making Weight. Lee, welcome into the hideout. Hi, guys. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Uh, thank you uh, again for joining us so late. Um, a couple of things. First of all, I was reading in the article, you were one of the people quoted in this article. What's classified as an eating disorder. I mean, what exactly is it? When we talk about eating disorders, we're usually referring to anorexia and bulimia or compulsive eating uh, or binge eating uh, disorder. Uh, however, there's a whole huge gray area that includes the yo-yo dieters. I heard you talk a little bit about your, your own situation, and so you're in that kind of gray area. Um, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We're, we're letting the experts You're there, guys, right? All right. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, let me let me let me ask you about this thing. Sure. As I ran through high school, sure. this is what my situation was. And, and tell me, because I believe I was anorexic. Maybe not. Okay. Let me explain how it happened. How my typical day would go. I'd wake up at five o'clock in the morning and work out for two hours. 
I would come home and only eat bread and orange juice, one cup of orange juice. Then I would go to school and only allow myself to eat a little baggie of pretzels and water. Then I would go to baseball practice and then run, and run two miles. After baseball practice, I would work out again for another hour and then have a very small meal. And then my body was, I guess, so deprived of nutrients that I would fall asleep at like 6.30 in the afternoon and end up sleeping until 5 o'clock in the next morning. Would you consider that something like that, anorexia, or was I just a kid trying to get in shape? No, well, you, certainly you were a kid trying to get in shape. Uh, I don't know that I would classify it uh, specifically as anorexia, uh, whether or not you would meet all of the criteria for anorexia. For example, um, were, what, what was your weight loss like during that age? Uh, that was the smallest I'd ever been. I'm like 5'9". I was down to like 160. I guess I had lost maybe 20, 30 pounds. I, was, yeah. I grew up the fat kid, and I, I didn't want to be the fat kid anymore, so right. I was trying to do whatever I could to lose that weight. Well, the first criteria when you talk about anorexia or nervosa is that you would lose 15% or more of, what, uh, of, of your body weight. And it sounds like you're probably in that, that uh, range right there. Uh, and it's interesting because a lot of uh, males will develop uh, eating disorders, unlike women necessarily, because of being teased as being overweight. So teasing uh, the kids on the playground that are a little bit chubbier uh, can lead to the anorexia, yeah. Again, we're talking to Lee Cohn. The book is Making Weight, joining us on 106.5. Is it really teasing them when I'm just saying, hey, you got a chubby ass? I'm just kind of pointing out the obvious, I think. Well, you know, it's kind of a gray area, too. It's, it's, you know, we don't need body police out there telling us that our asses are fat. Well, fat. We know that. When he says You're it looks good, though. You need to hear it from. Exactly. When you have a friend, the last place you would expect it to come from... Someone needs to tell you. ...is, is a friend. Now, is this, more prev is this becoming more prevalent in, uh, in guys and in dudes, and especially, like, in high school and stuff? I think so, yeah. Um... We're certainly seeing more men uh, come in for treatment than we ever have before. I've been in the eating disorders field for 25 years, uh, mainly as an author and publisher and editor of books on eating disorders. Uh, I'm not a clinician, but I've uh, sure been around the, the uh, eating disorders field for a long time. And we definitely see a rise in the numbers of uh, males going in to get treatment uh, with therapists, and we're also seeing a rise in the numbers of men that are uh, having disturbed body image problems, that are concerned about, uh, am I putting on too much weight? Do I need to be on a diet? All these kinds of questions. Uh, men that are perhaps over-exercising, as maybe you did in your case, um, because that over-exercising can be like a bulimic purge. Uh, bulimia does not always necessarily refer to uh, purging through vomiting or laxative abuse, but it could also mean purging through excessive exercise. And in your case, you know, so you had a little anorexia going, a little bulimia going. Like I said, there's a lot of gray areas between these disorders. You had a disorder cocktail going. That's I, what you had. I did. I guess that's what it looked like. I was getting a little bit of everything. Now, my, uh, my story was in high school, I was the fat kid as well. But right into high school, I was uh, 6'2", as I am right now, but 145. I was, you know, just a, a rail, and I, I did it for wrestling. Because 160, there's a really tough uh, guy in our in our school, uh, and uh, then there was you know 145, which I had to drop down to, and I stayed there for about two years. But I did it by um, you know if I did eat and I ate bad stuff, 
I would throw it up. Mm-hmm. If I, uh, you know, I would run with the plastic suits on. Right. Right. I would do uh, all that kind of stuff. You were working out in the steam room or the sauna? Yeah, well, we had like uh, we had this uh, upper deck to our gymnasium, and it got real hot up there. When were so, you in high school? Um, this was back in, uh, when I was doing this, it was in 96 and 97. Okay, because all of those practices have been outlawed by the NCAA, and that's been filtering down to the high schools as well. Uh, you can no longer purge to lose weight. You can no longer... Uh, wear those plastic suits. Um, they're a violation of NCAA rules. Uh, you can no longer exercise in saunas. Actually, the, the plastic suits were uh, against the rules in our school, but right. how we would do it, we would just wear a sweatsuit over top of it. No one would be able to see it. That's right. got to be real safe. Yeah, so we would be there with, like, four layers of clothes on plus plastics. Well, you know, in addition to the teasing, another of the uh, reasons that men as opposed to women will develop eating disorders is because of athletics, and specifically wrestlers or gymnasts uh, or uh, jockeys who have to be uh, in a certain weight category, uh, usually a lower weight category, uh, they may develop the eating disorder symptoms such as purging, um, which is a, bul- a bulimic sin- syndrome. And uh, years later, these things may pop up again into their lives, and they'll go, boy, I'd like to lose weight. I, yeah, I remember when I was in high school. I'm going to try to do that now, and they get caught into bulimia. Another thing we would often do is uh, take water pills that we, like, steal from our grandma and stuff just so we can drop all the water weight out, too. I never understood that. I never understood wrestling as it was. And then to go to those extremes to lose the weight for a sport like wrestling. Oh, yeah, we'd be jogging around with, uh, with uh, a cop to spit it in our hands. Again, I, I was a wrestler as well. I was also a wrestling coach for a while in high school. Uh, this was years and years ago. And um, in, in my case, I had to go up in weight. So I had a whole different problem, and you see this with different men as well, and that is the men that want to gain weight and want to put on pounds of muscle. And um, they, they may not classify as anorexic or bulimic and be eating disordered, but they have body image disturbance, and they're you know, unhappy about the way they look. Really, what we're talking about here is people are unhappy about their body image, and they're unhappy about the way they look, and that makes the rest of the, the quality of their life uh, worse. Again, we're talking to Lee Cohn, uh, author of the book Making Weight on 106.7 WJFK in the hideout with El Jefe and J-Dubs. So, Dubs, you did yours for athletic reasons, specifically yeah. for the wrestling team. I know I did mine because I was tired of being the fat kid. Secondly, too, because I wanted chicks. And I honestly, like, my motivation for working out was so that I could get the hottest chicks in schools. So there are a number of reasons I guess guys can do it. Is there also something, too, where as a kid you're growing up and there's almost this pressure now to look like the super athlete, to look like the He-Man or oh, the yeah. G.I. Joe? I mean, sure. is that prevalent? Oh, sure. And In fact, you know, you talk about little action figures. Uh, when the Star Wars figures came out, um, there were the little figurines. You had Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. And they looked mm. like regular guys. They looked like the actors. But if you went to the store to buy those now and saw those same characters, they'd be buffed up like He-Man. And it completely changed who the characters are. But there's this notion put upon men and, and, and males in the media and even filtering down to the kids that we're supposed to be strong, big, muscular. We're supposed to have six board abs and all these things. And you ask, why, you know, why with all that workout, that, you know, the two hours in the morning and, and, and you know, all, all this workout that you're doing, 
why can't you lose weight? And the way the, the, the reason is because seventy percent of your body is genetically determined. Your body shape and size, your weight, uh, your weight range, those are genetically determined. So you're telling me I'm stuck with these hips, basically. You have to learn to love them. You have to I, learn I, to I, like them. Yeah. That or lift some weights and build up your shoulders so you don't look like a guitar, J Dubs. Well, you know, there's only so much you can do with the weights and the diet. Hey, so it's out of my hands. That's all I'm, I'm telling everybody now. Uh, the other thing to go back to is that you always hear this thing about women and these superheroes for girls were these, you know, big boobed, long legged uh, action figures. And I guess it's kind of the same thing, the same kind of pressures on guys, but uh, on the reverse end to be big, buff steroid heads. That, that's absolutely true. And I, I, I gave a talk in, at a college recently. I had 400 uh, college students in the room, all the men on one side, all the women on the other side. And I asked, we were watching some uh, movie clips and we were looking at Average Joe, uh, the show, and it was the episode where all these bohunks come on and they're all muscular and built and the, the model has gone crazy over them and stuff. And I, I asked the, the women in the audience, I said, how many of you really find it reasonable that you would get a boyfriend that looks like one of those guys instead of like Average Joe? And, and how many of you would really prefer that your boyfriend look that way? And maybe a couple hands, and the whole whole room uh, went up. They, and then you call them bitches and kick them out. <laughs> yeah, right. and, and I asked the men the same thing about you know, well, how many of you would really like to you know be with a girl that had you know huge breasts and was you know really voluptuous? And about a third of the guys raised their hand. Now, what was interesting though is I showed a clip then about uh, breast augmentation surgeries. Yeah. I asked after that how many of you guys. Of course, no one raised their hands. Why put a woman through that kind of misery? Exactly. You don't want to even get it. Forces them into that. Hey, are there any psychological, like biological factors that make someone more prone to get these uh, eating disorders, or is it more of a social thing with people like my partner J Dubs picking on me? <laughs> well, that picking has something to it. Uh, eating disorders are extremely complex, and they're multi multidisciplinary in nature. Uh, you have the media. You have peer pressure. Uh, the um, genetics that you're born with. Uh, maybe you have uh, parents who are alcoholic uh, and you've carried that gene, which is part of the uh, affective disorders, of which uh, eating disorders are part of, and depression also. Uh, maybe you've experienced a trauma in your life. Now, all these things exist for men and women alike, that when you're subjected to the pressures of the society that we live in, you look for a way to get out. You look for a way to cope. If you somehow believe that by thinner, your life is going to be better, and the only thing standing between you and true happiness is, you know, a few pants sizes or dress sizes, well, you know, there's something wrong with the way you're thinking. But isn't it true, though, just in life in general, that beautiful people tend to do better and they tend to get better things? I mean, isn't that just kind of the way society is set up? Not to encourage it, but that's kind of the way uh, things are set up, no? That, that, I think that's part of the uh, the drive and motivation to be one of those pretty people. Well, I, you know, a lot of those pretty people aren't really happy. Um, you can have a measure of a high measure of self-esteem, self-awareness, love in your life, uh, good relationships. All of the, the the good things. When you say, you know, those be beautiful people have everything better, they don't have everything better. Sometimes they may be getting better jobs, or they may be uh, in wealthier situations because of uh, the uh, the pull of their beauty. But are they happier inside? I remember Carol Alt, who was a supermodel back in I believe the 70s, talking about how horribly 
anorexic she was and how miserable her life was and how she wanted to kill herself. And yet here's this beautiful, you know, cover girl. I measure happiness on how many times I don't have to pay for it. I think that's how you measure happiness. And a lot of these people don't have to pay for it. I guess that's true in some ways, J-Dubs. It's just like you learned in The Hot Chick. If you watch the movie The Hot Chick with Rob Schneider, The Hot Chick, you would think she gets everything for free. She's skinny, but she's really an ugly person on the inside, not to get too cheesy after schoolish on you. <laughs> hey, let's say, to kind of wrap this up, let's say I do have an eating disorder, or J-Dubs does, or one of our buddies does. How do we get them to stop? What do we do? How do we, how do we help our buddies out? Bateman. Well, the first thing is for men to realize that there's no stigma to having an eating disorder. If we're talking about people that have serious eating disorders now, not the, not the gray area of the guys at the gym are trying to look a little bit better so they're going to attract the girls, but the ones that are, you know, hiding in their, in their bathrooms and, uh, and doing things, uh, out of uh, compulsiveness. If we're talking about the people with eating disorders, Amen. the men have to understand that they are not stigmatized, that uh, eating disorders are not feminist, uh, they are not women's disorders, uh, and, and get help in appropriate places. Get therapy. Um, or get the book, Making uh, Or get the book, Making Weight, making which explains all of it. And you can get the book, Making Weight, you know, at Amazon.com or at uh, Bulimia.com. And, in fact, if you want more information about eating disorders, Bulimia.com, B-U-L-I-M-I-A, uh, is a great resource. Uh, it has all the national associations linked up to it. It has uh, all kinds of free articles and free information on eating disorders and also books as well. Hey, I really appreciate you coming into the hideout and talking to our male listeners because I think this is something that I think both Dubs and I, and even if it is in the gray area, uh, have fought with and maybe even are still fighting with. I think it's important for guys to know that this, you may be in this, but you know, understand what it is, and then that's a better way to get yourself out. Again, uh, what was it, bulimia.com? That's right. And the name of the book, Making Weight, Lee Cohn. Thank you for coming into the hideout and educating us, buddy. Thanks, guys. Good luck, and you know, don't take yourselves too seriously about those body things. And um, um, we never take moderate exercise, seriously. a little moderate eating, and it'll be just fine. All right, brother. Thank All you, right. man. That's cool. He was a good dude. Yeah. Uh, he was actually afraid to come onto the show initially. Oh, really? Yeah, he was like a station with Howard Stern and Don and Mike. I don't know if it's the right kind of forum for me. But I was like, this is important, man, because, you know, there are there are guys out there who have these disorders. Oh, definitely. Who don't even realize. I mean, you know, you talk about somebody like maybe even Bateman, who I, Bateman. Who I think has some issues with his constant working out and then his constant binging as well. He um he definitely he definitely has this thing where I'm gonna go work out I'm gonna work out for uh, two hours and walk and and I'm I'm gonna do uh, exercise until because I that's what men do because I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw up I almost threw up when I did cardio and I'm like oh okay uh, uh, by the way uh, what'd you eat today oh I had a uh, double uh, nachos bel grande and it's so it's like that 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 binge eating and then the purge working out that Bateman's going through. Joker IMs me and says, thank you for letting me know that I am normal when it comes to all this. Again, the hideout is where you're going to learn just a little bit about everything. Sure, we may uh, dip our sacks into the occasional Slurpee, but we're also going to teach you about bulimia. Come in here. You want to say something, Bateman? What's your issue? Bateman! <laughs> What's your issue? You're just expressing the truth. No, I, I believe that you have a disorder as much as I do. I think I have a problem with eating uh, healthy and then having to work it all off, but 
I think you obsess way more than you realize. Every time I talk to you on the instant messenger, it's like, oh, man, I, I can't believe I didn't go work out today. I want to kill myself. And then it's all the <laughs> two separate thoughts. <laughs> and usually they're back-to-back, -back and it all runs together. Well, that's every day, though. And then on the, on the flip side, too, you're like, I almost uh, I did my abs, and I didn't do my abs, and my abs look so fat. And I, you can see my uh, gay picture on RadioHideout.com. And <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And it just doesn't... I worry about you. That's all I'm no, saying. No, you don't. Now you're just... Now everyone knows you're lying. All right, I really am lying. I can give a damn what happens to you. <laughs> exactly. Let's take a break. Let's come back. Let's give out some prizes. If you want to light up the phone lines, 866-277-4969 as we give out various prizes here in the hideout. As we play Whose Weekend Was It? It's our weekend recap, but it's giving you the opportunity to win some prizes. We'll do that. When we come back, again, 866-277-4969. Who's weekend was it? Next on The Hideout. Want to call The Hideout? Hello? Want to yell at us? Hello? Want to yell at the people yelling at us? Hello? Yes, you're on the air with The Hideout. What's your name? Hello? Even stupid people can call. Were you in special ed, honey? No. Are you sure? Was your classroom next to the boiler room? Call The Hideout. Yo, baby, show me your digits. Let's do this damn thing. At 866-277-4969. Hello? 866-277-4969. <laughs> And welcome back into the hideout one oh six point seven WJFK. I am El Jefe, that is J-Dubs. Only a couple of phone lines open to play the game. Whose weekend was it? Whose weekend was it? It is our weekend recap, and it is your opportunity to pick up on prizes. Call in and win, 866-277-4969. The game is easy. 866-277-4969. As, uh, as for the most part, Dubs, i got to be honest with you, I had an amazing weekend. Yeah. I genuinely had the type of weekend that really made me, like, almost get rejuvenated. Not me. Really? Yeah, mine was just hell on earth. How do you say that? Why do you think it was? Well, there's a lot of bad things that happen that are going to probably show up on this. And I don't know. I, I couldn't sleep a lot of the time. You know, there's a lot of problems with, you know, a lot of things. Um, again, 866-277-4969. At the same time, too, I had one of the most embarrassing things that could happen to somebody uh, happen as well. And i, I got to be honest with you. It was something that broke my heart and pretty much ruined all of my Sunday. You kind of have an idea of what yeah. it is. 
but um, we'll get into it. Again, the name of the game is Whose Weekend Was It? Whose Weekend Was It? And let's welcome Uncle Ryan. Uncle Ryan, you're in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. How are you tonight, man? I'm great, man. How are you guys? Beautiful, brother. Good Beautiful. show, brother. Hey, we appreciate that. Let's get Oddball in here. Oddball is going to be the host of this game uh, as we play Whose Weekend Was It? First of all, Uncle Ryan, how was your weekend, man? What do you, uh, what do, you do on the weekend here in town to entertain yourself? Man, to be honest with you, I went to Philly on Friday night, checked out uh, the horse race, went down there. And uh, won a couple of dimes, and now I'm here chilling on uh, Monday. Good. Ready to rock and roll, baby. Good for you, man. In fact, uh, I I gotta go check out one of those horse races. Yeah. I haven't been to the been to the you track gotta go. Right I've never road. been to the track. And for something like the Preakness, I mean, jeez, I'm sure. In fact, I was so bummed that Porno Dan invited us on his porn party bus, and we didn't have the opportunity to go with him. Maybe the next go-round. All right, Uncle Ryan, let's play Whose Weekend Was It on 106.7 WJFK. All right, Oddball, Whose Weekend Was It? Uncle Ryan, over the weekend, this hideout member bought a book about serial killers. Now, you're going to get two out of three, and it was either myself, Hefe, Dubs, or Bateman. Over the weekend, this hideout member bought a book on serial killers. Who would it be, myself, Dubs, or Bateman? Oh, man, I'm going to have to go with Dubs. That's a good guess, but I'm yeah. sorry that it's incorrect. Actually, any of them would have been a good guess. Yeah, I would think Bateman, would, I think Bateman would be the obvious choice since he is named after the character in American Psycho. <laughs> However, I bought the book My Life with Serial Killers by Dr. Helen Morrison, uh, the Ph.D. who was on with Don and Mike, I guess, about two weeks ago. She was the lady on the Don and Mike show who has John Wayne Gacy's brain in her basement. Oh, really? Yeah. It was a great interview. I didn't know that even existed. It was a great interview by Don and Mike, so much so that I had to go get the book. And it's a great read so far, man. My Life with Serial Killers. She's the real-life um, Clarice, if you will. Yeah. The the whole character's kind of based on her a little bit. So, uh, very, very cool. Uncle Ryan, you still get a couple more chances. Let's, let's keep playing Whose Weekend Was It? All right. All right, Uncle Ryan, over the weekend, this hideout member drank Chinese beer at the Brick Cellar in Northwest D.C. All right, so it's J-Dubs. It's either El me, Hefe. Dubs, Alhefe, or Tommy Bateman. And drank what? Chinese beer. Man. Think who would be the most exotic, who would be the most daring. And there is actually one person on the show who does not drink. It's a well-known, publicized fact, partly because of medication. <laughs> There's a little hint for you. Whose weekend was it, bro? All right, I'm going to say um, not Jay Dubs, not you, the other man. Bateman? Bateman? I'm sorry, bro. You lost, Uncle Ryan. In fact... It was both J-Dubs and myself. You had a uh, 66% chance of that one. <laughs> you know, both times that we've had the double the chance opportunity, both times people have missed it. Thank you for playing, though, Uncle Ryan. Again, this is kind of a tough game initially, but as you get to know your hideout members a little bit more, the easier the game is going to become. Dubs, I had to twist your arm at the Bradsteller yeah. in D.C. for you to get this uh, to to get this and what did you think about the Chinese beer? It tasted like Bud Light. It, Actually, it tasted a little bit like Heineken. Yeah, like a lighter Heineken, if you will. Yeah, I mean it wasn't bad. Now, don't you feel a little bit more exotic by the fact that you drank Chinese beer? <laughs> feel a little more dirty if that's exotic. Yeah, 
Jonathan, you're in the hideout of 106.7 WJFK playing. Whose weekend was it? Whose weekend was it? Oddball, let's talk to Jonathan. What's Jonathan, up, fellas? What's going on, bro? You're chilling. Go ahead. Jonathan, over the weekend, this hideout member was heckled by a gay black kid on the Metro while an old white couple kissed and grinded in front of him. <laughs> wow. That doesn't sound like a winner for anybody. Let's go with Jay Dubs. Yes, that's that correct. was J Dubs. tell us tell us this story. What happened on the Metro? Okay, view? after we got done drinking the Chinese beer and everything, I had to head home and I uh, rode the Metro out. So I was taking the Yellow Line back home to Alexandria, and while I was taking it back, um, this gay—I think it was a black boy. I'm <laughs> not sure. It could have been a chick. He was just kind of effeminate. Yeah, he was very effeminate. And before he got on, he knocked on the window and pointed at me. And I was like, what's, what's with this guy? And he gets on, he's making all kinds of ruckus, just snapping his fingers around, running up and down the metro, just <laughs> saying all kinds of stuff. And, you know, some directed towards me. I can't remember exactly what he was saying, but he was being very, very now what about, weird. Now, what about the old couple that now, was making out in front of you? Now, there was like a probably a late 30s, early 40s couple in front of us. And uh, <laughs> they... Uh, they turned around, That's looked at me and my girlfriend, and said, excuse us. And the guy straddled the chick <laughs> and just buried his tongue in her throat. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then the gay kid was just yelling, hey, there's a white couple on here having sex. Oh, man. Just screaming it. And then the black uh, gay kid gets off the metro, and right before he gets off, I hear him go, Oh, no, you're not wearing those glasses. And an old, old black guy looked a little retarded with big, thick glasses walks out. So he tackles the retard getting on the metro? And I start just dying laughing from the remark, and I'm laughing, and the kid knocks on the window at me again and points at me. Oh, he was sitting on you, Dubs. You were looking uh, mighty uh, beautiful on Saturday. Was I? Uh, whose weekend was it? Congratulations, Jonathan. You're one for one. Oddball, let's give this man another question. All right, Jonathan, one more. Over the weekend, this hideout member got added as a friend on MySpace.com by a hot chick who ended up being a lesbian. Who, whose weekend was it? Was it Hefe? Was it Dubs? Or was it Bateman? They, there are a couple of hints on RadioHideout.com, but who do you think out of the three of us would be loser enough to go onto MySpace.com to hit on women? Wow, well, now that you say it that way, I was going to say half day, but now that you put it that way, i got to go with Bateman. Yes! Congratulations, Jonathan. You are a winner. Woo! You're a winner. You pick up on your choice of MafiaLife.com accounts or uh, tanning. Thank you so much for playing Whose Weekend Was It? Poor Bateman cannot win when it comes to this MySpace. Stuff. Nope. Whose Weekend Was It? 866-277-4969. Next up to play the game is Matt. Matt, you're in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. How are you this weekend? What's going on? All right, let's play this game. Whose weekend was it? Go ahead, Oddball. All right, Matt. Over the weekend, this hideout member gave up a two-run home run to a guy not wearing cleats. <laughs> yes, that was me. That was. In fact, that was a softball. I got to tell you, that was one of the worst experiences in my life. Well, let me tell you, I had a great baseball game. Yeah, it I sounds th like it. I threw two guys out at second base in the first inning. They tried to steal off of me. I was very Pudge Rodriguez-esque. <laughs> I went one I for four. 
hey, I went one for four. I stole a base, but I was like, I need to get my arm loose. Let me throw an inning. So I walked the first guy. The second kid comes up. He hadn't played all game. Didn't even bring his cleats to the game. Seriously looked like he was someone's retarded cousin who happened to have a uniform. <laughs> he steps into the plate. So I throw. You know, I'm thinking, I'm going to blow up past this guy. He shuts his eyes and swings. And left field, I swear to you, left field, left field is 290 feet. This cat hit it 291 feet. And for those of you that play baseball, that's a short porch in left field. This cat, this retarded kid, didn't even know what to do. He hit the ball and he stood there. And they were like, go ahead, run the bases. Go to first base. Go to second base. I got hit. I got taken yard by a retard. <laughs> and that was... how, how did the rest of your team react? They were like, we can't believe this. Everybody else on the other guy's team was, you got to be kidding me. Did that really happen? And so then he starts running. Once he realizes what happens, when he's rounding second base, he like kind of starts jumping a little bit. Pumping his fists. And I don't know. It's Pumping so his big retarded meat hurt. Exactly. All right, Matt, there you go. You're one for one. Let's go again with whose weekend was it on WJFK? Hey, I had a great game other than the two-run home run by the retard. Go ahead, Oddball. Hey, Matt. Over the weekend, this hideout member avoided the chick eyeing him at a party only to hit on the chick with a boyfriend. Was it Hefe? Was it Dubs? Was it Bateman? Who do you think, Matt? Bateman. Yes! We have a real hideout listener. Congratulations. You are a winner on 106.7 WJFK. That was Batch. That was uh, Tommy Bateman, little retarded Tommy or Tommy Batch, depending on which radio show you listen to. Matt is a winner on JFK. Um, he could also pick up on the tanning from Solar... Uh, planet Irresistible Tans, the Red uh, Skins cheerleaders go there, www.solarplanet.us to get the tanning packages. Thank you to them for being a hat out sponsor. From what I understand of uh, Bateman's weekend, he went to a party. This hot chick was eyeing him, but a hotter chick he had his eye on, and even though she had a boyfriend, he decided to approach. That is seriously Bateman's thing, going up to the chicks who have boyfriends. And I don't know if it's because... I, he... think, I don't think he actually wants to do anything with them. I just think he wants to watch her and her boyfriend. Ooh, <laughs> that's a very interesting theory. John, you're in the hideout on JFK. How you doing tonight, bro? Yeah, going good, pretty good, thanks. Good, here we go. Whose weekend was it? Let's play this game, all right? You ready? Yeah. Whose right. weekend right. was it? Down over the weekend, this hideout member spent hundreds of dollars on Asian furniture from Oriental Decor. Was it Hefe? Was it Hefe. Hefe. Yes, that was an easy one. I don't know why that was given away so easily. Yeah, you know. I was at a Mazda Gallery, and you know those little Asian, like, stand-up, like, um, I don't even know what they're called. But the things like the... The section rooms off. Yeah, the, the section... The screens. The, room, the screens, exactly. Those things are usually like 130 bucks. There was a half-off sale, so I was able to get two of them for like 150 yeah. Was that yeah, an impulse man. buy? No problem, man. Get them. Actually, you know what? It was an impulse buy. It was one of those things where it was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to treat myself this weekend. I'm going to get some Asian decor. I blame you. I like the Asian culture. So, uh, so there. All right, here we go, John. Uh, you got to get one more out of the next two playing Whose Weekend Was It? All right. All right, John, over the weekend, this hideout member ruined and walked out on the weekend mixtape. Mm, Dubs. No, that was not done. Why would I be here for the weekend? <laughs> and why would I ruin it? <laughs> uh, that was actually Bateman. From what I understand, he and uh, Sideshow were horrible on the weekend mixtape. 
didn't have anything to say. There was dead air. <laughs> and they only have like 45 seconds to fill as it is. And somehow Sideshow makes fun of Bateman. And per usual, Bateman walks out and storms out on the show on the replay <laughs> of the goddamn show. I go, one more, right? I go, one more. Yeah, you one got more chance. one more chance. One more chance. Let's, okay. let's do this, bro. I got, I got three guys. Like you, you Hefe, Dubs, and uh, Bateman. Here we yep. go. Let's play this game. Here All we right. go, John. Okay. All right, John. Over the weekend, this hideout member had a hellish day, apartment hunting. Uh, a bat flew out of the place he was looking at, and he needed the show person to jump his car. Oh, F.A., F.A., F.A. I'm sorry. No. That was actually J-Dubs. Yeah, that was me. I went apartment hunting this weekend because my chick got a new job out in Tyson's Corner. And uh, when we were apartment hunting, first, I uh, we have to drive all the way across the property to get to uh, the apartment we're looking at. So I get in my car to uh, drive over there to follow the uh, guy showing us the apartment, turn my key, click, 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 click. God damn it. So he comes over, he jumps me. Uh, we go over to the apartment. We open the door to the apartment. It looks like Ozzy's flying at us, just a big bat flying through the place. <laughs> I am freaked out at bats. So I just ran down the, uh, down the stairs, out the door, let my girlfriend try to shoo him, shoo him out of the apartment so he could go in there and look at it. We look at the apartment. We like it. We go down uh, stairs, try to start the car again, of course. Nothing. So I have to go over to the local uh, mobile station, have them fix it for 110 bucks, put a new battery in. God damn, that's a horrible weekend, yeah. man. Yeah. And I was pissed at you because we had plans for Saturday night, and I didn't hear from you for most of the day. And so I thought, once again, J-Dubs is standing me up. We just had a hell day. It really was. From what it sounded like, it, it was a hellish day, you and your chick, terrible time. And honestly, have you ever, I guess you've seen a bat up close. Oh, yeah. How, um, how scary are those mother effers when they're flying at you? I hate them. But um, we had, uh, at, at my mom's house, we had a, a hole in our chimney. And they would uh, get in there every year. We finally found the hole and plugged it up. But one year, we had 28 in our house throughout the uh, the season, throughout the fall se uh, summer and fall season. Now, can bats kill you if they bite you? No. You they, turn the they vampires? Won't, they won't bite you. No? But they will fly in your hair and just really piss you off. Because they look so dirty and disgusting. They're, they're flying rats. That's all they are. Yeah, but a rat can also skeeve me out as well. A rat's something disgusting. Did I ever tell you about the time that I found a rat? In my uh, in my kitchen? No. I don't know how it happened, but I was taking out the trash. I pull out the trash can, and there is a dead rat just laying right there behind the trash can. And my whole thing is I didn't put any poison out. And so this this <laughs> rat must have eaten something off of my dirty-ass kitchen floor and killed over and died right there. And I was so disgusted. By, I never thought I was disgusted by a rat until I come face-to-face -face with a dead one. And the whole thing is whenever you got like a dead bug or, you know, like a roach or a spider or something, you can stomp on it. Then you grab the wad of toilet paper, a big wad, and just kind of scoop it up so you don't really have to feel the, the exoskeleton or anything like that. But when it's a goddamn rat, you can't, you can't get a wad of toilet paper that big. So I'm like, I seriously got the tongs that I use to flip my meat on the foreman grill and pick that mother effer up by the uh, by the rat tail and toss it in the garbage. How would you feel if it was just sleeping and it would have just jumped to life right then? That's what I was worried about. I kept kicking it. <laughs> I kept kicking it to make sure. And it was definitely dead. And it was stiff. And I'm like, 
Christ, where have I been? Like, how long have I been, like, not around or whatever to the point where this thing has been dead and laying there long enough? Can't say that? What? <laughs> what do you want? He passed me a joke to say, and who <laughs> Bateman did. Oh, come on. You can't say that. What are you talking about? Inserting things. In it was just for my pleasure. <laughs> oh, fine. Dirt ball. No, that's what it's usually for, hey. but now I'm not the joke. <laughs> hey, come here. Tell um, us about your lesbian chick real quick. I want to say a, a quick story about rats and bats. I, I used to sleep on an unnamed pizza place floor when I used to have to go to a broadcasting school. And, uh, Big cheese pizza. No, not that one. <laughs> but I would sleep there, and then uh, I would have to. I'd, I'd sleep there for two hours, wake up, and uh, my friend would pick me up to go to uh, broadcasting school. Mm -hmm. There was a rat in there the whole time. Which, by the way, they stole your money. They did. <laughs> they haven't stolen anything yet. I'll tell you that much. You haven't paid. <laughs> but I would. Uh, I would sleep there, knowing that there was a rat, and I'd even hear it running around by me while I was sleeping. So rats really don't freak me out as much as bats. My mom used to have to kill them for me. She wouldn't actually kill them. She would take a, a tennis racket, put them on the ground with it, like swat them down, hold them down, and I would charge up to it with a ball pin hammer and just start crushing it, just going medieval on the bastard. That's how we used to kill them in our house. You know what's so funny, too, is that we're upstairs in Cameron's office today. We're sitting there. I know it was now. And all of a sudden you hear this. And I'll, we were like, holy crap, what is like in the ceiling? And it's just like this little pitter-patter. And I'm like, Christ, we got rats in this building running up around the ceiling. It wasn't a rat. You know what it was? What? It was a goddamn bird. Oh, was the, it really? The bird ended up in the conference room. Wow, I didn't know. Yeah. This is such an asshole. I mean, seriously, JFK could be the worst. In fact, we went. it was at the same time we were in Cameron's office. I'm like, you got to do something. Uh, Mr. Operations Man, this place is a hole. Dubs and I have worked in Lubbock, Texas, or I've worked in Lubbock. He's worked in Lansing. You know, we've been in horrible stations in cities across the nation. We get to W, the mighty WJFK, the linchpin, the most successful station for the Washington, D.C. cluster, top ten market, and I'm teaching over at the Connecticut Schools of Broadcasting, and they have better facilities there than we have here. And we run a nationally syndicated show out of this place. What the hell is going on? And Cameron looks at me and he's like, what do you want me to do? Yeah, he got, he got real pissed and like really like almost anxious. What am I supposed to do? I saw him getting on the phone later and someone wouldn't pick up. He just slammed it down. He was so frustrated. <laughs> what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I write letters. I call. I don't know. Put it in order or something. I try that. He's, he then he starts telling a story about he asked for a key a year ago and he just, just got it last week. He just now got the key. We don't need keys. We need studios that work. Goddamn radio station. Oddball, good job hosting the game show. Thank, Thank you, you, buddy. Very good. There we go. Whose weekend was it? One oh six point seven WJ. That was fun. Dubs, do you want to make your big announcement now? We can tease it. You want to tease it and hold it over? We'll hold it over till the next break. All right. Why don't we go to break a little early? Because I think we're going to need a little extra time to talk about this. Now, Dubs, during the first break, said that he has lined up a major guest for the hideout. A major in-studio guest to come into the hideout, perform 
live acoustic music, and maybe we can have some listeners down to uh, enjoy the music as well. Are you going to give us any hints, or do we have to wait through the commercial break? I have to wait. I don't know what kind of hints to give you that wouldn't give it away. Can we get some initials? <sighs> Come on, just some initials. This is an in-studio guest. Come on. Um, no initials? No initials. I'm trying to figure out how I could, how I could tease it. All right, fine. We'll just wait. It's musical. That's a good enough tease for you. Uh, and you know what? There's hints on, on RadioHideout.com. Uh, you'll say that. If you go to RadioHideout.com, search it over, you may figure out who it is. You may just have to wait five or ten minutes. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. The announcement of a big in-studio guest. It's not Porno Dan, is it? No. Although I'd love to see him again. You know what? we got to talk to him about being extras in this movie. You think so? Yeah. Would you be down for that? Oh, definitely. Now, you got a chick, though. Would she be okay with that? She said it would be hilarious. To be an extra in a porno yeah, movie? Yeah, just being in the back. It's like the bartender, you know, scrubbing down the bar. And just two people are having sex in there. Act like it's no big thing. I always think that would be the funniest thing in the world. One of the funniest porn scenes that I've ever seen is where it's like this motorcycle gang... And, you know, it's the two people going at it, and they're, like, on a motorcycle. It's, like, indoors. And there's, like, a it's in a bar, too, now that I think about it. And there are, like, seven, eight people just standing around cheering on Animal. Go, Animal. Go, Animal. What's the name of this cat? Animal. Animal. Real cat? Uh, no. Uh. Although that would have been interesting as well. <laughs> it's the Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Hideout. Specializing in homoerotic humor. I used to wear little shorts on the job and whatnot. LFA and J Dubs. I have a gay man. I sleep with men. I have no desire to sleep with women. Not now. Not in homoerotic humor. WJFK, I am Al Hafe, that is J-Dubs. Good Monday night to you as we get back rolling on the uh, the late nights. Actually, I guess you would say technically a Tuesday morning. By the way, Bateman, how is it coming for booking Vibe Girl for the show from Hot 99.5? I still want that to happen. I still want to talk to her. It doesn't matter. What do you mean it doesn't matter? It doesn't matter after you hear who I got. All right, so that was the thing. Dubs all day has been teasing me with this grand... Grand announcement that he's going to make in the hideout about some guest that he says that he has booked. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to hear. He wouldn't tell me who it was until it was time for the show. I badgered him and badgered him to the point where you said, "Shut up, leave me alone. I'm not telling you." To the yeah. show starts, and so I finally ignored him, and I'm now ready to hear. Now, do we get to guess? Yeah, it dwarves anybody we've ever had. I'll just tell you that right now. I know who it is. Who? It's Dave Grohl. Nope. That would make sense. What? Because you said it's a musical. Yep. It's a musical artist who's going to come in studio to perform. They're not from around here. Oh. No, that means no Dave Matthews. And they're on tour. On tour? On tour. Maynard, the perfect surf. No. He already came through. God damn, that's right. Uh, I'm not interested. Marilyn Manson's not on tour. I don't care. Nope. Insane Clown Posse. No. Shafee. He's not on tour and he never will be, let's be honest. He says his CD is going to be done in like two to three weeks. He already sent it off 
It's going to get professionally pressed. He's going to make a radio edit for us to play in the hideout. Shafee's our buddy who we worked with at the Skank Shift in Lansing. So it's not Shafee. No. I can't think of anybody else who I would be so interested in and making sure that we had. You got any other hints? No hints. I'm just going to go out and say it right now. You may have lost the last lap. Get out! Oh, God. He's already... The Joe Davis Band. <laughs> we'll be live in the studio. <laughs> Performing acoustic set. Are they bringing the uh, big musical artist? And now I feel so alone. <laughs> I know you feel the same way as I. I can't believe Dale's gone. I can't believe those voices I hear. I can only look back and remember the sound of the crowd as they stood and cheered. In my heart, you live forever. I can't wait till you say I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died. I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died. I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died. He was the only true hero. From the sound. He sings like an angel, doesn't he? Joe Davis Band will be live the in the studio in the hideout. No date yet, but he will be in. All right, hold on a second. I need a back. <laughs> Come on. Now I don't know how I feel. You don't even know the words of the song. I don't know. So fast. We never get this far into the song. I don't want to believe it's true. <laughs> I don't feel. The you're like the horrible friend whenever you're driving. It's Mumbleoki. And they're singing, but they don't but know the words. The only hero. I know this part. You're like, shut up. A boy could ever need. You're ruining the song. I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died. I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died. I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died. He was the only true hero. From the sound. All right. No, it's not over yet. Can I get some info? You're the true hero. From the sound. All right, go ahead. Joe Davis Band, only true hero. <laughs> it doesn't end. You better so smile inside. There you live forever. Forever on Southern Pride. Remember the old number three. F.A. Remember the old number three. Things won't be the same. Don't know the words. Cause now he's driving. Cause now he's driving. G.O.D. <laughs> I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died. I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died. I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died. He was the only true hero from the south. I have to brush up on this before he comes he to the studio. the only true hero. Yes, I hope. From the south. <laughs> you always get it wrong. <laughs> That's it. There you go. So Joe that... Davis Band is the biggest guest we've ever had and never, probably ever will have. In the studio. Oh, my God. So that's the big announcement. That's the big announcement. Acoustic set by Joe Davis. I know everybody's excited. 866-277-4969. You can call up. Congratulate me. 
<laughs> so here's the thing. About, I don't know, a year ago in the hideout, it had to be within the first month that we were on. Yeah, it was very, very early because uh, uh, NASCAR season was just firing up, too. Dubs found this website called Intimidator.com. Which is now off. Which is no longer online, but on that we found, what is it, about 12? Yeah, a good 12 um, Dale Earnhardt tribute songs. And this was the mother of all Dale Earnhardt tribute songs right here. And we played them, we talked them up as if we were in radio. Yeah. We did a whole thing, and it was actually really funny, and that was the song that stuck out to us the most. Uh, I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died. And the song's name's actually Old Number Three. Old Number Three. I thought it was actually called The Only True Hero. It's called The Only True Hero. Nice. Old Number Three to me. Artist Joe Davis. There is a link on RadioHighDot.com on the third page of the links, and it takes you to Joe Davis's website. Now, uh, Matt Albert, you're in the Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Yeah, I'm calling to get the first tickets to Joe Davis Unplugged. You're in. Joe Davis Unplugged. Thank you. Thank you. Now, look. Here's what's going to be part of the problem, Matt. I told I I am now really seeing this going to be an issue, Dubs, because of the fact that I don't think I can sit here straight face. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think Matt Albert should be here when the old number three comes in. When the he's talking about the only true hero from the south, I don't think he wants to see a big black guy. There I'll, I'll wear my Dixie flag shirt. Okay. Now maybe we should all do that. Maybe we should all get some Confederate flags, drape ourselves in them, because I swear to you, he's going to be sitting here. He's gonna sing that song acoustic style. I'm gonna want. He's gonna want to cry, and it will take everything in my power not, not to cry with him, not to laugh. I I will wear my leg chains to make him feel comfortable. Wow. Will you wear a noose to make him feel comfortable? Oh, come I think on. That's a, I think that's what he's want from you. Now, Joe Davis, I will do anything. <laughs> come on. All right. So Matt Albert, you all right? You get the first pair of hideout passes to see Joe Davis unplugged. Thank you. To perform the only true hero in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. We're still hammering out the date, but he will be in. Now you must know the words because this is what I would like. I would like for him to sing the song. And we sing the chorus. You know what? We're going to have to have a uh, almost a little party beforehand, have everybody that's going to be in here in where we just play it over and over again until yeah. we get it all right. <laughs> almost a practice session. A out. A practice session the night before. Now, I know he's probably going to cancel now. Somehow word is going to get back to the cat. That... Oh, I love him. I don't think he should cancel. It's going to be great. I don't know how I'm going to keep a straight face. Did you not hear that song? He's driving G.O.D. I, I defy anybody. <laughs> To uh, to be able to sit in here with a straight face as we uh, party out with Joe Davis unplugged. It's Big E. It, you have to take it serious. You think so? Yeah. Wow. I mean, he is the driver of God. Is he really? Yes. Not so, Joe Davis, but girl number three. Yes. I just booked us a new guest, line 10. Did you really? Look, at this, look at this. We got Vibe Girl. Hey, Matt Albert, you hold on, you fat bastard. Vibe Girl. What's up? What's going on? Welcome into the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. How are you, baby? I'm good. I'm chilling. You know. Now, do you want to take the night off and come see the Joe Davis band with us? Yeah. We just... uh, you know, no. i got to hold it down over here. Uh, we just booked a major guest. I don't know if you've ever heard this song. The last but uh, how are things at Hot 99.5? 
It's good. Yeah? Yeah, it's good. I'm, it's all good. We appreciate you coming in the hideout. Here's the thing, Dubs. Oh. I, I listen to Vibe Girl every night whenever I'm driving home. Do you really? I do. Not me. I listen to this. What do you I know you feel the same way as I Dubs and swings between Joe Davis and the Rick Ballou show. Um, Vibe Girl, I think you're really talented, but beyond that, I think you're really hot. <laughs> Thanks. The, the question that I got to ask for you: If you go to the website hot995.com, is that really your picture, or is that a, or is that a fake picture that you got, and you're really some fat chick? Yeah, no, I hired a model. Did you really? No, no, not it. She's an oh, she's an overnight DJ. You think she can uh, hire a model? But that's the thing: overnight DJs usually aren't as hot as she appears to be on her website. How young are you? I. How old do I sound? You sound like 12, which is really turning me on, sweetheart. <laughs> um, yeah, you've got issues. Yeah, he does. Yeah, what, what, what am I listening to? Come on. He's listening to Dale Earnhardt tribute songs. How old are you? 23, 24, would you say? Somewhere around there. Are you? So 28. Yeah, it's 28. Are you? Yeah. yeah. That's a great pick. You look a lot like Selma Hayek there. Really? You don't think so? Really? No, I don't, I don't see the resemblance. But with, like, the short hair, you seeing anybody? Uh, maybe. Oh, God damn. Right. You like black men? Yeah, interview's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see how it is. Well, that's what it's all about. Here's the thing, Vibe Girl. I want to make radio friends in this industry. We're not here to fight oh, with radio people. radio friends. We're here to be friends. Aww. The kind of friends that go to movies and bang each other. Ah, I figured. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> but here's the thing. We want to check in with you occasionally. Do you got you got Toxic coming up during the 1 o'clock hour? Because I like to hear a little Britney on my way home. Would you like to hear some Britney? I'd like to hear Britney. And if you could, throw in the uh, latest from Jay-Z, 99 Problems. I could, I could try to hook that up for you. Um, Let's see. <laughs> I, I want to be the uh, the new daddy to your cat, Haley. <laughs> How do you know Haley doesn't have a daddy? Not interested in if he does or not. I'm the kind of guy that puts uh, shirts on cats. Well, you love my kitty? I, oh, trust me. Come on. <laughs> you know we're in an FCC age. Don't throw out those uh, easy jokes. <laughs> All right, Viper. Hey, will you check in with us occasionally, see how we're doing? Sure thing. All right, thank you for going on the air with us. Yeah, no doubt. All right, I'm going to put you on home. My producer will give you my phone number. Hold on. driving. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the real stuff. Now he's driving G-O-D. Come on, Matt. Come on, everybody now. I cried and I cried the night that learn hard died. I cried and I cried the night that learn hard died. I cried and I cried the night that learn hard died. He was the only true hero. Let's see if we can end it out strong. He was the only true hero. The only true hero. How am I not supposed to laugh? Come on, he's going to be sitting here singing that song? How am I not supposed to laugh? You fat son of a bitch, Matt Albert. Why don't you have, uh, why don't you have Matt stand in front of you so he can't see you? Hey, this is what we think, Matt. You can only come in uh, to see the Joe Davis Band live one of two things. You either have to get laid before then, or you have to bring, uh, bring your mama's fried chicken. He's bringing fried chicken. <laughs> I know. I figured this could be an either or, so I'm definitely going to get the fried chicken. What do you think? I come always got to bring things. All right. Turtle says, I laughed and I laughed the night Dale Earnhardt died. Come on now. You can't do that when uh, Joe Davis comes in. 
That ain't Christian. You're not supposed to laugh when the number three died. You know what I'm thinking is going to happen, too? Seriously? You know what I think is going to happen? Yeah. We're going to start laughing, and he's going to start a fight in here. <laughs> and he's going to start kicking. That's, that's why I want plenty of our listeners here, though. Yeah. And if you go to his website, which there's a link up on uh, WJF, or, uh, RadioHideout.com, you can see he looks like kind of a big dude. Honestly, Matt Albert, he looks like the kind of guy who would love to string us up. Yeah. He's wearing the overalls. I love those guys. <laughs> overalls with no shirt on. It, no, he's got like the um the uh, oh. long the long johns underneath the overalls. Uh, he wants to call you boy. And the long hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that boy. That's what it's looking like. Squeal like a pig. Oh, it's gonna be great, Joe Davis. What a what a great segment. Vibe Girl comes into the hideout. Joe Davis is gonna be in studio, and Matt Albert's still fat. I've seen Vibe Girl. She's really hot. She does look pretty hot. I'm telling you, I'm gonna try. She's no Danielle Flynn. No, who? Come on, that's the midday chick at uh one on one. Got a midget face. What did uh a midget face? Yeah. (laughs) I'm really excited about seeing the mullet Joe Davis band. Mullet chose the guy he used to bang Dubs' mom. You know what? There's a lot of stuff that I find in common with Joe Davis. His love for the number three, his hate for blacks. There's a lot of same things with uh, Joe Davis and Mullet Joe. All right, some people are finding discrepancies with the song already. Johnny, you're in the hideout on JFK. Yeah, Dale Earnhardt died at Daytona during the daytime. Uh-oh. He hit the wall and was dead. Carried off the track, he was dead. It was during the daytime. He died during the day, Dubs. Already, there are factual. Well, you know what? There is a lot of stuff that you know you don't think's real at first. You don't comprehend when it. You know, you're in denial for the first five hours, the and then it hits you at night. Now he could be saying, "I cried and I cried the night Dale Earnhardt died." Meaning, let's say your father died during the day. Maybe that night, still though, that's when you broke down. Not necessarily when he died, but later on that night, it actually hit you like, "Holy Christ." Dale Earnhardt's left this earth. Well, the man was in pain. He didn't know day from night. That's true. True. He, he couldn't. Well, how can how can you see light through all those tears? And if he's a Daytona, he's in a drunken stupor anyway. He can barely hold his eyes open. All right, Johnny, we'll we'll ask him about that though. We'll, all right, thank you. All right, see ya. The factual inaccuracies of the only true hero. Well, I've been better right now. From the south. All right, Matt Albert. You bringing fried chicken? <laughs> Maybe man boobs. <laughs> oh, yeah, like you're one that talks. Hey. Just for that, here's an amendment. At least I can realize that I have them. you got to okay. bring in fri- fa- fried chicken, and you got to go topless. Yours are mean, <laughs> and they're disgusting. you got to go topless. you got to go topless with a Confederate flag painted on your back. You're swanting, you flabby bastard. All right, listen to you. Hey, uh, your girlfriend, fairy lady, missed you. Hey. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Why don't we do like a whole like county fair theme that night where we have like a, a bunk tattoo artist, you know, uh, a, a little booth where people can uh, throw darts at balloons and win prizes. I say we go all out for this. Now, and Tommy can bite the head off a chicken. Now, what does that even mean? But hey, how about this? Do you think we could set up like a little carnival? Yeah, down in the basement. I, that would. The only thing I worry about is that if it's going to be too much noise for the person next door. I don't care. Because it it won't church. be too much noise because the beautiful voice of Joe Davis will be overcoming all of it and keeping everybody lulled to sleep. It'll soothe and calm you. Yes. Yeah. We don't have to pay royalties for this song, do we? I hope so. I don't want to believe it's real. <laughs> just slip him a 20. 
Now, is he a real artist? Does he actually do real songs? Yeah, he has a whole uh, CD out with real songs. I don't know what they're all about. I'm and sure they aren't Mexican and black friendly. <laughs> He's not gonna you know, like want to play all those songs, then wait for that song at the end. Yeah, do we have to hear any of his other crap? Or I'm he only sure. Hear? I'm sure he'll uh, he'll open up with something, get warmed up, and then just break right into this. <laughs> Is he gonna do an encore before he comes on stage to do this song? God, it's gonna be so much fun. Matt Albert, you can't come. I've decided. I'm not interested in you showing up. Once again, the Mexican comes down on the black. That's the way society goes. I, I treat you like you're like you're Cuban. You're the biggest minority now. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, fried chicken and topless. You're in, Matt Albert. Oh, yeah, actually. I'm not going topless. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> People want to say forever my southern pride. Remember the old number three. Number three. Remember the old number three. Number three. The third time we played this song and you still don't know the word. Driving. And now he's driving. G O D. I cried and I cried the night Dale or not died. I cried and I cried the night Dale or not died. Am I sad for being excited about this? Yes. I'm scared. The only true. I'm. I'm. Perfectly safe with my pigment. I am. I am seriously afraid. I'm going to practice for like the next whatever it takes until he gets in here. Self-defense. To learn how not to laugh at stuff that's funny, because I seriously believe that I will laugh in that cat's face, and he's going to pick up his guitar and he's going to hit me. <laughs> he's going to do the honky tonk man on you. How he's going to slap you off across the face and call you slap nuts. How did you uh, book this cat? What did you have to do to get I had to email his friend because I couldn't find his website. I found a website that was a friend of his somehow, and uh, I emailed him, and he emailed uh, Mr. Joe Davis. Joe Davis emailed me back, and I asked him if he'd just do a phoner. And he's like, I'm not for to come in. We'll put our heads together, figure out something we can do. And uh, we put our heads together, and we figured out in studio, live acoustic performance of the Joe Davis band when he comes through the tour. And we'll have to, we'll have to plug his site. I mean, plug his, uh, his uh, place where he's uh, rocking out that night, too. I say we go. Oh, yeah, we're there. I say we go to this place. I'll be swinging off the rafters. All right, Various says, Matt Albert is Grimace without the purple. <laughs> Mix Loco says he's got the tattoo guy already for the Hideout County Fair. <laughs> That'd be great. The Hideout County Fair. I that, like that. That's what it's going to be. And Zappa says, uh, what's Dale Earnhardt and Pink Floyd? What do they have in common? Their last big hit was, was The Wall. Yes. All right. Well, what do you want to go out with? Do you want to go out with the regular music? Yes. Or do you want to go, hey, all right, let's try this. Hit it. No, no we're more. Gonna do a, we're going to do a... <sighs> See how they mix? Yeah. I'll be honest, I'm a little disappointed you didn't get Marilyn Manson. I thought for sure you'd have had Marilyn Manson live in the studio. Now I feel so alone. It's fitting so far. I can't believe they'll go. I've had enough of Dale. I seriously, please cut it off. Please cut it off. All right, it's over. I can't handle it anymore. Well, there it is. There's the hideout for tonight. We want to thank 
Uh, Lee Cohn and the book Making Weight. Men, yes, you can have eating disorders, and I want you to check into it. Be careful. Know that you don't have to live up to the body images. I'm fat. Dubs is shaped like a really gross guitar, and we're both happy with who we are. You know what I'm shaped like? Joe Davis's guitar. And we're going to be rocking out to that acoustic set very soon. How long do you think it's going to take before he comes in studio? I think we got a month and a half, two months to prepare. That's not a lot of time. No. To, to get a whole county fair around? We're going to need carnies. We're going to need midgets. We're going to need clowns. And we need them fast. If you'd like to be part of the, uh, the carnival... The Hideout Carnival, email us, jfkhideout at AOL.com. You'll find that on the AOL for Broadband, uh, Instant Messenger as well. You we need someone tie-dyeing shirts. We need airbrushes. We, I want those guys who paint on the uh, latex shirts for the chicks. Yeah, I want that. I want the Matterhorn. Um, people. The Witch's Wheel. People who wear the, um, the, the Confederate flag get in free. Yeah. We gotta make Joe Davis it'll be, feel comfortable. It'll be Confederate Flag Friday. <laughs> Only in the hideout. All right, we're out of here. That's your Monday night show. We'll be back tomorrow night, eleven o'clock. I am El Hefe. That's J Dubs. Thank you to Bateman. Thank you to Oddball. Thank you to Solar Planet. Thank you to MafiaLife.com. Go get signed up. Create the hideout family. Somebody else can be the Don. I'm tired of always being the guy in charge in the hideout. Somebody else create the hideout family. I'll be your soldier. MafiaLife.com And thank you to Vibe Girl from Hot 99.5 For coming in She's going to be our new radio friend I'm going to bang her <laughs> Her and her cat We're out of here uh, Until next time We out bitch 5,000 5,000 racist kids Hey, you're tuning in to the hideout with Hefe and J-Dub. This is Red Smooth, Washington Redskins. Not interested.